0: Out my window, and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman, and neither are you.
1: Hey, everybody! Welcome back to the Soto Mojo Podcast. This is Colby Patnode, and I'm joined, as always, by Ty Gonzalez. Ty, uh, rough couple days for the Mariners. How are you doing today?
0: Uh, you, you know, it's. I mean, we recorded yesterday and I'm feeling about the same, you know, about the Mariners after, uh, you know, unfortunately the, the home run streak is over and they got shut out for the first time this year. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's quite the, uh, it's quite the change, uh, from, <laughs> from the first couple of weeks and, uh, and, uh, it hasn't been, uh, all too fun for a team that was busting it right out of the gates, you know, um. So yeah, but you know, uh, new road trip, new uh, new uh, new series, new day, new uh, new everything. So just get back on the horse, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, obviously the
1: Mariners uh, head home. They headed home at thirteen and two, and <clears throat> about this time last week, we kind of said, you know, if you could not get swept. In both, if you could win one game in each series, you go two and four. You're still, you know, nine, ten games above 500. Uh, you really keep the momentum going, um, and you get to the second stretch of games here. You can really start to tack on the wins again. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, they they got swept in both series. Um, pretty competitive series, though. Uh, they weren't blown out. Um, they had opportunities to win. Um, all six games that they played against these two, uh, probable playoff teams. Uh, but yeah, man, the bats just, uh, they disappeared. And, you know, when you have a five day stretch of Verlander, Cole, uh, Bauer, Bieber, and, uh, Carrasco, all of them, not so much Bieber, but pretty much all of them bringing their a game to the park, uh, a lot of offenses are going to struggle with that. So, um, yeah. you just think that's just a, a stretch of, um, is that just a stretch of great pitching beats, you know, a good offense or is that a, a sign of, or a, a legitimate struggle with the offense that you're worried about? Eh,
0: I think it's more just, um, you know, it's kind of like last year when, uh, when things went downhill for them. You know, just everyone kind of hit a slump at, you know, one point and that happens when everyone starts off hot all at once. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it, it tends to, those things tend to happen. And um, I'm not too concerned about it. I mean, you know, you went up against five really, you know, you know, five of the upper echelon of uh, pitching in the American League. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a it's a tough ask um for any offense for you know and and sure you know it doesn't in- indicate that yeah the mariners offense isn't elite it's not you know uh it's not anywhere close to what their stats may or may have indicated over the last you know or over the first two weeks um but they're still solid you know they, we still saw some positives from them in this series that you know, they worked at-bats. They were able to get these pitchers out uh, relatively early. Well, most of them, at least. Uh, you know, you look at Verlander, Cole, etc. You know, they got those guys out by the sixth inning. Uh, and unfortunately, they just couldn't um, do, you know, do anything against these bullpens. Which, you know, again, these are two of the better bullpens in baseball. And it um, it's hard to... Uh, you know, it, just two great pitching staffs. It's just, you know, from top to bottom, it just it's hard to, to you know, do a whole lot against them. So it happens. Um, you know, it, a lot of the pitching matchups weren't very favorable for the Mariners, so a bit of it is just bad luck, you know, bad timing. Um, again, it happens. Uh, you know, but the, the best thing that you can do is go to Cleveland when you do and sweep them. And when you go to Houston you know, at least take two or three, you know, it, it, and those things, they'll, they'll, you know, they can happen for any team. Uh, you know, last year's Mariners, they, they swept the the Astros in Houston four games. Um, I'm pretty sure the Mariners have had a lot of success at progressive field in the past. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it's, uh, that's, you know, that's the best thing you can do for, for that. And, you know, and, but in general, just, it's a, um, it's a slump. It's a, you know, it, it happens and, you know, losing streaks happen and a long losing streak. It, you know, it goes on for every team. You know, they, they at some point this year, the Astros will lose six in a row. It's just some things just don't go well uh, for teams. And, and, you know, you get on a little bad week and, you know, it feels like you can't hit anything. And your pitching is getting crushed left and right. And the good news was that in this series, that wasn't really the case for the Mariners. They, you know, their pitching was fine. Uh, their offense, you know, they didn't uh, put up numbers, but they looked about the same as they had over the last two weeks in terms of just working at bats and working counts and and um, you know, giving you quality ABs on a consistent basis. Though, you know, some guys had some problems: Jay Bruce, Ryan Healy that they didn't give you a whole lot of that. But for the most part, you saw uh, consistency out of the offense. And that is encouraging. Yeah. Um, you know,
1: it's unfortunate the home run streak ends. Uh, <clears throat> but there were certainly some positives. Um, I, it's hard not to, uh, you know, as in general, take away from that series, that uh, Brandon Brennan and Anthony Swarzak look legit. Uh, they look like, you know, in a good bullpen, they're probably both seventh inning guys, maybe eighth inning guys. Um, but there's some value there, uh, both in the trade market, uh, particularly for Swarzak, um, and maybe some future value out of Brandon Brennan as kind of a high leverage guy. Um, both of those guys came in and dominated, uh, like you said, the starting pitching was, it was pretty good. Um, it wasn't, you know, elite or anything like that. Um, and it's not going to be for the Mariners. Um, you know, I thought, uh, you say going up against, uh, <clears throat> going up against, uh, was it Bauer yeah. he pitched against, uh, you know, he really struggled with his command the first couple innings and it looked like it was going to be a really short night. I mean, the fastball was missing their spot by like a foot. Yeah. I mean, Narvaez would start off on the inside corner and it would end up up in a on the other bat in the other batter's box. Like he was not sharp at all. Um, and then as we've seen him do, he kind of figures things out and he competes and he gets you six innings of three run ball. Uh, and you're
0: seeing a lot of, you're seeing a lot of resiliency out of him right now. And that's a really good sign. You know, that was one of the things that I talked about before the season was, I want to see how he responds to struggling, you know, because he didn't, you know, outside of when he, you know, was dealing with injuries in Japan, he didn't really have to, you know, struggle, you know a lot yeah. and so uh, You know coming here and facing you know a better competition um, He was going to struggle and I wanted to see how he would you know react to it and as you've seen in, in that last start um, against Cleveland and also the start against Chicago when he had that Disastrous first inning with his defense and everything and then the second inning they added more on him after that he gave them six uh, he gave them six innings, still, um, and that's so, so, so encouraging. Because this year, you know, we didn't expect a whole lot from Kikuchi in terms of numbers. You know, but to see him grow and respond like he has thus far is pretty nice. And um a lot earlier than I thought. I thought he, you know, if he was gonna struggle, it was just going to, you know, straight up be a be kind of a disaster for him and then he would figure it out later on in the season as he got more used to things, but he's, he's settled in, um, so far. And, you know, now he just has to work on, you know, getting out of the first couple innings unscathed and, and, you know, work on getting his command right from, uh, from the get go.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Mariners have had an opportunity to win every game Kikuchi has pitched. Um, and that's, that's an encouraging sign. Like I said, he's not, uh, he hasn't really flashed dominance yet, but we have seen the fastball, 93 to 95. Uh, he's pretty good at getting that in on the righties. The curveball um, has looked better to me than the slider, which is not the is not the scouting report on Kikuchi at all. Um, so as he's kind of feels through the slider, remember, he's throwing a different baseball than he is in Japan. Um, <clears throat> it's so it might take him a while to figure out you know how these pitches are going to break with this new baseball and all that stuff um but yeah when you consider the, all the circumstances and there've been quite a few for Kikuchi this year um and you consider how he's pitching i i think you have to be encouraged and i know a lot of people apparently were expecting a cy young contender um but I just I don't see how any reasonable person could not be encouraged by uh Yusei Kikuchi's start with the Mariners. Um so that, that that is a positive. Um but perhaps the I don't know if it's the biggest positive, but perhaps the only positive from yesterday at least. Uh Eric Swanson made his uh starting debut and he looked pretty good. Uh six innings, only allowed mm-hmm. one run on two hits. Uh I think he struck out
0: five
1: five. Yeah. Uh, Walked two, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, he handled a pretty decent Indians lineup. You know, no Francisco Lindor, no um, Carlos Santana, I think, got yesterday off as well. Um, But he got through it three times. He gave you six innings and he only gave up one run. So what, what did you think of Eric Swanson's first big league start?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I was expecting him once they got into the second and third times through the order for them to start doing some damage to him because he was, it was literally just fastball changeup and not a whole lot of (laughs) changeups. And, uh, you know, typically when you're only throwing one pitch as a starter, inning after inning, that's not going to fly. But, you know, he's got a lot of movement on that fastball, um, and that's, you know, you compared him to Nick Vincent yesterday, and yeah, that's that's kind of accurate because it's just, you know, it's it's not going to just blow right by you, but it's got so much movement to it that it, it's it's so hard to pick up, and especially yesterday with the shadows and everything, mm-hmm. it's uh th- that's a tough that's a tough matchup for any lineup. Um, it's just it's hard, you know, just from a from a human standpoint, that's incredibly hard to pick up. Uh, with all those circumstances, so, um, you know, I'm 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 intrigued to see um, how he does moving forward. You know, I think with those circumstances and everything, uh, he got a little bit of help, um, but I thought he looked good for the most part. I think uh, I, I it was better than I expected. I I think I said that I was hoping for six innings with like three runs, and we got six innings with one run and just two hits. So, um, yeah, uh, really, really encouraged by that. Uh, and, um, hope, uh, hope to see, uh, hope to see another solid start from him in, in, uh, Texas, which is going to be a lot tougher for him too with that, with that ballpark. So we'll, we'll see how that plays.
1: Yeah. Um, um, our, uh, our buddy or acquaintance, whatever you want to call him, uh, Jason Churchill, he uh, he plotted all the pitches that Eric Swanson threw. Um, 81 in total. Uh, 53 were fastballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's five out of every eight. Uh, for you math whizzes out there who are a lot better at math than I am, that's a lot. <laughs> um, he threw 17 changeups and 11 sliders. Um, and he didn't
0: throw his slider until like the fifth inning or right. something. Like he that. saved yeah. it.
1: Put it in his back pocket. Um, interesting, uh, of the 53 fastballs, he threw 24 were balls. Uh, so that leaves 29 strikes. And of those 29 strikes on the fastball, he got seven swings and misses. Uh, that's pretty good. (laughs) Um, so, and he also fouled off eight, they fouled off eight, uh, fastballs. Uh, so that's a pitch that the opponent or the Indians had a hard time uh, squaring up. And like I said, it, for the most part, it was 91 to 92 miles an hour. Um, so that tells me that, you know, there's deception there. We kind of see the little hitch in his windup. You kind of see a little bit of a crossfire motion. Um, and uh, baseball savant updated and his spin rate was on the fastball was good, but it's not elite. So um, there's something about that fastball that makes it uh, hard to hit. We saw him. Constantly work above the belt with it, um, and that that's kind of a high risk, high reward type of uh, type of style. You if you can keep it above the belt, then you're going to be okay. Especially in this era where everybody's trying to lift the ball, um, you can keep it above the barrel, then you're going to be fine. But if you miss, it, <laughs> it could be a very rough start um, for you. So. It's yeah. it's a really interesting uh, start, um, but I would say based on Twitter reaction here, let's hold off on anchoring Eric Swanson into the rotation no matter what. Um, saw a bunch of people were ready to push Wade LeBlanc out of the rotation when he comes back. Um, I saw some people ask, well, I mean, assuming that Swanson can keep this up, he can't. That's that's not who he is. Um, yeah, so I, I I know people are really excited about the shiny nude thing, and they're clamoring for Shed Long to come up and be the second baseman since Dee Gordon's struggling. They want J.P. Crawford right now because Beckham's struggling. Just relax, guys. Just relax. It's going to be okay. Um, you know, a lot of people... Even I'll some, tell you one
0: thing. Shed Long ain't giving you the defense that D has been giving you lately. No,
1: <laughs> definitely not.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
1: no. <laughs> Right, and what D's hitting right now, his slash line, which I think is in the 280s, 330-ish on base percentage, with that defense, that's good enough. Uh, That'll play for D Gordon. Uh, You'd like it to be a little bit better, but that's what it is. Then you're going to be just fine with that. But, yeah, Swanson, I saw a lot of people, well, when LeBlanc comes back, then you just put Swanson in the bullpen. Why? What's if you think Eric Swanson is a starting pitcher at the big league level, he needs to be starting, whether that is in triple a or in the big leagues. Um, Uh So we'll see ultimately where Swanson ends up. Uh, But I would just, I would just caution you guys to pump the brakes a little bit. Let's see him get around the league. Uh, Let's see if he can keep up uh, what he did uh, against the Indians. It was impressive. It was a good start for him. Uh, But i this doesn't change. Like Swanson's not all of a sudden for me, at least he's not like, Oh, he's a number three starter now. That's no, he's, he's not, he's a four or five. And honestly, you saw with the, with his arsenal that he has, why it makes a lot of sense to put him in the bullpen, a lot of swings and misses on a fastball. Um, that in shorter stints, we've seen get up to 96 miles an hour. Uh, so, I I would just caution people against uh drastically changing your opinion on Eric Swanson.
0: Yeah. I um yeah, I I uh, I think let's wait and see how he does against Texas. You know, um it's going to be a, there's a lot of guys in that lineup that can do damage to uh to a repertoire like uh like Swanson's. Uh, if he's if he's leaning heavy on that fastball, that could be a problem uh in that ballpark. Uh so we'll 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 uh it's a, it's a wait and see game. And, um, you know, obviously, like, even if he does well in, in Texas, I'm not going to go ahead and, and uh, you know, say, you know, LeBlanc needs to head to the bullpen or whatever. But um, I think that would be a bit more encouraging than uh, his start uh, yesterday if, if he throws another solid one in Arlington. Sure. Um, you know, you
1: got to give Major League Baseball a chance to adjust to him. Um, And then you have to give him a chance to adjust to Major League Baseball again. Uh, So still a long way to go with Eric Swanson, but uh, certainly an encouraging start. Um, So I think that pretty much is all we need to talk about in the the Cleveland series. It did not go well. Um, (laughs) Seattle uh, now, uh, well, last night I'm sure, they headed off to uh, Southern California where they'll take on the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim for a four game set beginning tonight. Uh, first pitch for uh, tonight's game is seven Oh seven. Of course the game's on root sports as always. And a pretty interesting pitching matchup. We have Felix Hernandez going to the mound for his uh, fourth start. Uh, and he's opposed by Chris Stratton, who we saw in Seattle earlier this year and, um, Felix currently sitting at a one and one record with a four three eight ERA, um, and he has ten strikeouts in I believe thirteen innings um, so far this year. Uh, so, Ty, what do you, what are you expecting from tonight's game, um, and more specifically, what are you expecting from Felix Hernandez?
0: Yeah, um, I believe this was the same matchup from um, yeah from that first game on, during the two game series. Uh, so. I, uh, you know the the angels. They're still without Upton. Um, has anything else happened with them since? Still I, without.
1: Still without Otani. Uh, still without
0: Otani. Yeah. So, um, pretty much the same team. Yeah, pretty much the same team. So, you know, Felix was okay against them. Um, what he gave up three runs, correct? Uh, yeah. I think only one was earned, but right. You know. Um, you know this. This has been a ballpark that Felix has struggled at, especially lately. I mean, but he's also struggled at, uh, you know, a lot of ballparks (laughs) over the last few years. So, uh, yeah, take that for what you will. But um, I don't know. I I still, you know, it's going to every time you ask me about what I expect from Felix, it's probably going to be the same answer until, you know, later on in the year that I really don't know what to expect. I don't know. Uh, if Felix is going to be passable, or if he's going to get, you know, smashed, uh, yeah. it's um, it's really it's really hard because you know you saw him pitch pretty well uh, against uh, Houston, and um, I don't know. It's but you know like and then you had the Royals uh, start where he got sick, but he also didn't really look that great, but. Yeah, you know, I guess you could attribute that to him just being sick and not, you know, one hundred percent. But the you know the first angel start it wasn't great. You know, uh, he only had what two swinging strikes out of like ninety four pitches or something. It was mm-hmm. some it was some just ridiculous like that. That's you know uh, against this kind of lineup, uh, a lineup that poses like Tommy LaStella and uh, Caleb Cowart. Isn't he on the, Isn't he on their twenty five man roster? I believe. So
1: it's, it's not really a 25 man roster worth remembering. Um, yeah, so. I mean, I know that
0: their second best hitter right now is like Jonathan Lucroy. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, Brian Goodwin's been, been pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I know that like when they, when they went, on, cause after they left Seattle, they went on a six game win streak. They yeah. actually played pretty well against the Brewers, which uh, was kind of surprising. Uh, Brian Goodwin was, uh, was a big part in that right now he's slashing 326 388 535 with two home runs so that's a that's a name to look out for um uh, but really you know when you when you look at this lineup you look at like justin boar and smith and those guys um and i'm trying to see if caleb cowart is actually on that team he is not, not. you know who i'm thinking about i'm thinking about peter borges peter borges it's it's insane, and I tweeted this after the after the Angel series. It is insane that Peter Borges still has a job and Denard Span doesn't. Some that that's a problem. <laughs> that's a huge problem in her league. But well, that's uh, for another discussion. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for Felix, I hope to see him. You know, uh, continue to uh, try and not force that. You know, his changeup. As, as much as he had, you know, as much as he did in spring, he he was fine in not doing that against Houston. Um, really, I, I I would love to see a similar game plan to what he had against Houston. I think that's exactly where he needs to uh, sit at. Uh, you know, using the fastball every now and then, mixing and breaking ball to you know be deceptive because he has to. Uh, right. He's not going to overpower guys. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping to see that again, but. Like I said, it's going to be the same answer every time you ask me. It's just, I don't know what to expect. I'm hoping for the best, but expecting the worst.
1: Right. That's going to be that way for a while with Felix. Um, I would say his, really his two other starts, I kind of throw out Kansas City. Um, they were at least good enough to give you some hope that uh, maybe Felix won't be a train wreck. Um, But not so good that you just expect, okay, yeah, he's going to be fine every day. Um, So we will see. Uh, Chris Stratton is uh, certainly a step down from what you've been facing lately. Uh, He gave up four earned runs, I think, in the first inning against the Mariners and then really settled down. Um, But again, you know, he's got a 5-5-4 ERA. He's only got seven strikeouts. He's, you know, he... In all reality, he he probably shouldn't be in a starting rotation at the big league level. Um, He's a very so what you're saying
0: is so what you're saying is he's going to strike out 12 tonight and go seven.
1: Yes, but the Mariners are going to win one to nothing. So take that. Um, (laughs) So we jump we jump over to uh, Friday Uh, again. Seven oh seven start time. Marco Gonzalez, who kind of owns the uh, the Angels, he gets the ball against uh, Felix Pena. A uh, right-handed pitcher. Um, he hasn't made a start since April 10th. Uh, and uh, he was pretty good against the Brewers. They only asked him to get through the lineup uh, one and a half times, uh, it appears. So, um, But yeah, I, I don't know much about Pena, but we do know a lot about Marco Gonzalez. So um, that certainly, I think, would seem to indicate an edge for the Mariners, uh,
0: I mean any disagreement on that? I I mean yeah, it's um I mean obviously it's a pitcher that that the uh, have the Mariners faced him before? I feel like they might have last year. It's
1: 29 but, years old, so decent chance that he has.
0: So, um otherwise, you know, it's it's uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a pitcher that they need to to hit off of. They they need to succeed against Um, you know, or they should, at least on paper. Uh, But yeah, uh, obviously the the Mariners have the edge here. Marco has been, uh, he hasn't been great really this year. He's kind of looked off um, in most of his starts, but has just kind of just gotten by without a lot of damage done to him. Um, You know, and that's just how things go sometimes. But uh, even in his last start, you know, I thought he might have been hurt. And his last start, he looked, um, really, um, just off. Um, and then he finally, it was two runs and, um, what was it? The second game or the, which game was that? Was that the third game? Was that the Sunday game? Uh,
1: I think so. Um,
0: I think you know it's been great against the Angels in the past. Uh, he was pretty solid against them uh, back in the two game set uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I you know I expect him to to be strong tonight and um, and hopefully you know see a little bit more consistency out of him because he's had innings where he's looked really good and then the next inning command is gone um really struggling to to locate his pitches uh i hopefully i want I, you know i i would like to see a, a bit more consistency out of marco uh in this one
1: yeah uh just real quick on Pena. uh he was actually up with the angels last year he started 17 games for them uh was pretty good uh 8.26 k per 9 2.72 walk um 42.6% ground ball rate he had a um, FIP of 4.05 and F4 of 1.4. Um, it's pretty solid, um, solid number four, number five type of numbers. Um, based on what fan has tracked here, uh, loves his, uh, his fastball, um, in his career, he's thrown his fastball 60% of the time. Uh, this year it's at 52%. It sits at about 91 miles an hour um, and he throws his curveball 37% of the time. So really a two-pitch pitcher, fastball, curveball. Um, average fastball, uh, curveball is pretty good. So we'll see how uh, the Mariners can handle that um, as well. Uh, we move on to Saturday where it's another interesting pitching matchup. It's Yusei Kakuchi, who we've talked about at great length um, already, going up against Trevor Cahill, whose numbers aren't spectacular, but Seems to pitch really well against the Mariners, so that's a six oh seven start time um, on Saturday. Uh, so this is one where maybe the Mariners don't have the edge. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what how Trevor Cahill pitches against them the second time around.
0: Yeah, um, you know the the one thing about his, uh, Cahill's last start against they figured him out um towards the end and um you know it was really looking like he you know he was he was gonna he was gonna cruise through there they you know he did allow some hard contact uh early on in that game um so it'll be interesting to see if if uh that will be the case again if they can if they can make some hard contact and maybe you know get a couple of these uh on um If they can get uh, out to an early lead, I against Cahill, you know, with the Angels bullpen, it's not great. Um, They can do some damage. Uh, So, you know, Cahill hasn't been spectacular this year, uh, outside of that one start against the Mariners. Um, And I would hope that um, you know the Mariners can finally take advantage take advantage of Cahill being really not that great he's a mediocre pitcher he you know he's he'll get by for you but he's not you know he's not dominant um but he can be if you let him and uh yeah so uh, and then uh, kikuchi you know i again uh, i would like to see him go you know start out from the gate and um you know find his command early and um and just you know go from there um that's, you know, again, been his biggest biggest issue is just struggling with command, you know, to start games. You know, he hasn't had the greatest of luck. You know, his, his, his defense hasn't really helped him a lot. Um, and I would like, hopefully, to see Tom Murphy catch him. Um, I think, you know, we talked about this yesterday, and I, I think that would be a, a much better, uh, uh, better situation for, for Kikuchi going forward if Murphy caught him because Murphy is the better pitch framer out of him and, and Narvaez. And uh Kikuchi needs the corners to live. That's just kind of the true that he is right now. He'll he'll develop more as moves as forward, but what he needs to succeed. And I think Murphy gives him the best chance to do that. Um so that's what I'm hoping for from there so um but we'll see
1: yeah um trevor cahill uh looking up looking at some numbers here uh, trevor cahill has already given up five home runs in 22 innings um he's susceptible to the long ball and that that's relevant because he only gave up eight in looks like 110 innings last year um so he's giving up the long ball right now um Coming off a pretty uh, bad start. Uh, he four runs over four innings against the Rangers. Um, and here's a fun little note on Yusei Kikuchi. We talk about him needing to get off to a better start. Um, in the first two innings of his five starts so far, um, crazy that this will already be start number six for Kikuchi. Uh, but in the first two innings, uh, teams are hitting 333 against Kikuchi, and he's posted an 8.10 ERA. Um from the third inning on Kikuchi has a 2.04 ERA and opponents are hitting just 164
0: so what do you think about them using an opener when he starts
1: i i don't see how that helps um,
0: well well i mean like uh, well in the, in the starts that he goes a little bit um you know or, or he, he only goes a couple of innings
1: um I don't I think you probably want to just keep the the uh, keep the routine the same and all that stuff um, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure how once a month just saying hey you know you're gonna pitch your one inning today but it's gonna be in the fourth instead of the I don't really know if that is something that appeals to me um the problem with the opener in general when you use it for guys who start slow is that the second inning, is still their first inning pitching, so I mean it's not like. Sure. So sure. Uh, I, I don't I don't think that makes a ton of sense right now. Um, speaking of the uh, of the little mini start, um, Service already came out and said that he will throw the normal uh, amount in this game, uh, but one of his next two starts will be the one inning uh, one inning thing after that. So that would either be. I believe the final game in Texas or um, right around there. So um, that seems that, the
0: most ideal because that might be a getaway day.
1: Yeah. So. so, yeah, the one day, the one day or the one inning start is coming. Uh, not not this weekend, uh, but probably next week, um, next Wednesday or Thursday or whatever it is uh, that starts coming. So
0: um oh, by the by the way we've been completely inaccurate about the texas thing they play san diego after la uh, with two game so, series
1: in san diego right
0: yeah so uh off <laughs> yeah so people have probably been listening and saying texas what
1: <laughs> Right, but it's two games in san diego day off and then
0: three or four in texas it is no no no, no. it's four in, it's four in anaheim then a day mm-hmm. off then two in San Diego, then uh, go back home and play four against Texas. Okay, so and then a, home against Texas. Yeah, and then a day off and then a two-game set against the Cubs.
1: I am so glad that they found all these days off to give the Mariners, but not when they were playing 17 in a row. I mean, that's yeah. seems like great scheduling there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so Southern California swing, and then they come back home to play Texas. I would suspect that... Uh, you Kikuchi would then with the day off. So would be scheduled to pitch either that first or second game against the Rangers. Um, I would suspect that would be the game where they go one and we see them call up Tommy Malone, uh, from triple a Adam, Adam to the 40 man and let him, uh, pitch the rest. Um, although with the off days and the way they work, you could theoretically just use your bullpen pieces, um, without completely overworking them. So we'll see how they handle that. But that is that is coming soon, but not this weekend. Um and finally, uh the Mariners wrap up this series. Four game set against the Angels on Sunday with a uh, one oh seven start time on Easter Sunday. Um is it no next weekend's Easter. Is it this whatever. Um no, is, is, no it's it's this week.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. If you celebrate Easter or, you know, love Easter, then good for you. It's just <laughs> kind of another day for me. Um, but the Mariners are on, so that makes it a good day. Uh, Mike Leak will go to the mound for the Seattle Mariners, who has looked uh, – Leak's probably been your most consistent starting pitcher this year. Um, and the Angels have not officially announced, but we are both assuming it is going to be uh, – is it Jaime Berea? Yeah, uh, we're both assuming that's the guy who the Mariners are quite familiar with. Um, yeah, Mike Leake again, pretty consistent this year. Um, strikeout numbers, again, surprisingly good for Mike Leak. Um, so, I mean, I, Berea is pretty solid, but not spectacular. I, I could, I think, pitching wise, the synopsis for this series is that the Mariners should have the edge. In at least three games, maybe all four, uh, which has not been the case for pretty much the last week.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a Sunday in in Anaheim, so uh, clearly what's going to happen is the Mariners are going to jump out to like an eight nothing lead, and right. then they and then they're going to lose nine eight by giving up nine runs in the ninth inning. Uh, every no one is exempt from it. Edwin Diaz has been has been a victim of it. Fernando, Fernando Rodney has been a big, right? Yep. It's, it's just, there's, there's something about that stadium and Sunday afternoon. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and chalk that one up as a loss. It doesn't matter who's pitching or, or playing or anything. It's just, yeah, I, I, I'm not messing with that mojo. <laughs> <laughs> oh brother. Um, yeah. So overall, what are your
1: expectations uh, for the series and what's kind of the minimal acceptable outcome?
0: um i think you should win 3 of the 4 games um however i'm fine with a split you just you need to get a couple wins here to to get out of out of this little uh, out of this little losing streak and you know build build some confidence here before you you know you let things fly off the rails um and you know it, it's this is a team that has taken things game by game they're not you know, focused on a, on a big picture. They're just, you know, working on getting better each day as D Gordon has said, uh, Scott service as well. It's just, um, you know, it, it, expectations have been, you know, suddenly built high as the sky because they, they got off to such a great start, but really this is the same situation that we we were always in. <laughs> and, uh, they need to they need to get a couple wins here just to, you know, get things right back on, on course. Um but I I would love to see three. I think it's possible for them to get a sweep. Um the you know, the Angels they're just not very good, but again, uh it it's that Sunday matchup that scares the hell out of me. <laughs> so I uh so I'm gonna say three is what I uh is what I'm holding out hope for and two is acceptable.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's really hard to win four game series. Um it's even harder to get a sweep. The Mariners have already gotten a sweep in one four game series. And even against the Royals who are definitely rebuilding, it was a struggle to get out of there with a sweep. Uh really had to uh you know, the last two wins were uh wins in the top of the ninth and top of the tenth. It's just really hard to beat Major League Baseball teams three times in four days it's it's hard um so two for me is fine um it takes you to 15 and 10 as you head to san diego um solid record uh three would be great i don't really see four as a possibility um just because i'm pretty sure mike trout will find a way to win one of these games for the angels um but Let's let's be honest. The uh, Los Angeles Angels roster is not good, Um, especially without Justin Upton and Shohei Ohtani. Um, It's just it's not good, and that doesn't mean they don't have some good players. Obviously, Trout's the best player in the world. You know, Cole Calhoun can do some damage against you. Um, Albert Pujols is usually good for one home run a series against the Mariners, usually at the worst opportunity. Um, Anderton Simmons is he's a Average bat and a great and a great glove, but it's just a whole lot of meh. Um, the bullpen's not great. The starting rotation's not great. Outside of Mike Trout, none of their players are great. I guess Simmons is pretty good, pretty damn good. So yeah. if you want to you want to claim Simmons? That's fine, but there's yeah. just not a lot there. Um, the Mariners are quote unquote missing Matt Harvey. I'm not sure that would matter to be honest with you. Um, so. It lines up well for the Mariners to get back on track. The weather's gonna be great. Um you know, the bullpen uh is in fairly good shape thanks to the uh the starting pitching the last couple days. Um so hopefully they can come out of here with three. That would be that would be great. But uh, I would agree. I'd say two is kind of the bottom standard for this particular series. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's uh all so we're that's all we have to talk about on this particular podcast. Um, Ty, you have any uh final thoughts before we sign off? Uh,
0: yeah, again, apologies on the on the schedule confusion. Uh, this was kind of a podcast we just <laughs> threw together last minute because out of the uh, uh so I always want to make corrections, you know. I used to watch um. Uh, pardon the interruption where they would always uh you know fix their uh their mistakes at the end of the show <laughs> or admit their mistakes and I, I think that's uh just kind of the way they to, to go about uh doing a show <laughs> like this. So uh so yeah uh you know everyone's uh not everyone's perfect but uh hope uh hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Thank you guys for listening and everything and um yeah so uh hopefully the mariners here can uh can get Couple wins under the belt and get back on track because uh, I miss my fun team hitting dingers and uh, bat flips and I need a Tim Beckham home run, man. Yeah, more than anything. I, geez, I want a I want a huge bat flip. I want a Tim Anderson-esque bat flip from Tim Beckham uh, tonight, uh, preferably. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, let's, uh, let's see what happens. You know, because now expectations have died down again. let's let's go back to just enjoying this team for what they are and have fun. Don't get, don't get too, don't get too invested.
1: Sure. Um, and I would just like to say that I do not apologize for not knowing the schedule because (laughs) I don't care if you're upset with us. It's our show. Get over it. So (laughs) if I want the Mariners to play the Cubs next, I'll just say they're playing the Cubs. How about that?
0: Well, uh, well, the Mariners are actually playing the 76ers. So, well, yeah,
1: in baseball or basketball?
0: Uh, football. Oh, okay, hmm,
1: that's interesting. Yeah. Actually, they're going to play. They're going to play lacrosse. Ooh. Could <laughs> you imagine Daniel Vogelback charging down the field with a against, weapon?
0: Yep, against Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> mono you mono. There you go. That that's something we all need to see. So, yeah. anyways, again, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any any episodes. Um, make sure you guys visit the website SotoMojo.com. We have a lot of good Mariners content up there right now as the season is in full swing. Um, we're getting pretty close to uh, to draft time, so we'll start seeing more uh, prospect things like that. Um, and also, you know, the trade the trade uh, deadline stuff never stops. Um, Ty and I were talking the other day. We're going to bring back our Trade a Day series, um, probably starting after the draft, which is early June, early to mid June. Uh, we're going to bring that back. Uh, you guys seemed to enjoy that last year, so that's something to look forward to in about six weeks. So um, we'll start that series back as well. Um, also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at SotoMojoFS if you guys uh, want to talk to us. If you guys want to. Ask us questions for the podcast. You want to make suggestions, all that stuff. The best place to do it is on Twitter. We're very active on our Twitter, um, at SotoMojoFS. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but again, if you guys want to contact us or you want to say something to us, Twitter is the place to do it. We don't check Instagram all that often. Um, we're barely ever on Facebook. Uh, okay. Twitter is the best place to get uh, to get to us. So I uh, make sure you guys do that as well so thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast you know go mariners and i will see you in another life peace peace